This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, tomorrow morning at 8 on the Morning Blitz, we will honor the best in Oklahoma high school football. It's the Athlete of the Week presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma right here on the Blitz 1170. Xavier Gibson last night with the game winner and the Monday night football matchup. Third overtime punt return in TD or in NFL history for a touchdown. All three were rookies that has had this happen. Xavier Gibson last night, Patrick Peterson, 99 yards in week nine in 2011, and Tameric Vanover, 86 yards in week six in 1995. And with that said, we wanted to hit up some NFL talk, so we go to the source, and that is the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Hey, dude, what's going on today, man? Not much, man. What's up, fellas? Colby, how are you? Big O, what's happening, my man? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, just uh, reveling in what was last night. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. All right, so you've been in locker rooms before. You've been through quarterback situations, and we'll leave that and uh, let it be very vague. Um, what's today like in that locker room for the Jets, man, knowing that season has just begun? We got to win. That That covers up a lot of the pain from last night which is important, but uh, what what do teams do to try to move forward like this inside the locker room? Well, I think the biggest thing for the Jets was, you know, obviously, you know, what was it, four plays in, 17 seconds into his, his uh, Jets debut, you lose a first ballot Hall of Famer that you just signed a quarterback to take your team to the next level. And obviously there was a tremendous amount of probably – you know, disappointment, I wouldn't say despair, but definitely, you know, definitely very somber. But the guy that you brought Aaron Rodgers in to replace goes out and has a very admirable game, plays well. And um, the team responds. And and granted, um, Josh Allen helped them quite a bit, but that's what great defenses do. They frustrate quarterbacks and force them into turnovers. And, you know, it would have been a different story, I think, if they lose Rodgers and then the Bills go on and, you know, win that game. The Jets don't play well offensively. And, you know, all of a sudden we're in, back in the same situation. Now at least there's some hope. Um, they've got a natural rallying point, which is rally around the loss of our of our leader. Um, then they've got another rallying point, which is, you know, Zach Wilson comes in and plays a good game. Um, they win. They know they got a good defense. I mean, their defense is tremendous. Um, quite possibly the best defense in the league. Um, they really are that good as advertised. And um, they've got them in waves. It's not like they just got a couple guys. I mean, all three areas, Defensive front, linebackers, DBs are just, you know, top 50 type players. You know, they, they have a, they have a, 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 you know, they have something to rally around. I mean, there's hope. And um, if the Jets continue to run, run the ball like they did last night, um, if, if Zach Wilson continues to make the plays in their hands, I said the last time on Twitter, I put out there, I think Nathaniel Hackett was the MVP of the game. Um, he was able to, to call plays that that Zach Wilson was comfortable with, he was calm. Um, 
I don't know what he was like in the locker room, obviously, but on the field, he's incredibly calm. And, you know, they go out and beat a team that, you know, many still think is the best in the AFC East. And um, I, I think they're pretty, I think they're pretty fired up today. If you, if you, if you want to, you want to put something to it. In terms of the guys in those locker in that locker room, you you go through an injury like that. You know, sometimes that can bring out, I would assume, um, an extra like now we all have to dig deeper and find more as individuals uh, to make up for that gap. Um, or it could swing the other way. Like, where's what is that balance where you don't let the the negative outweigh like your ability to maybe find something that you didn't know you had uh, to to make up for a loss like that. I think the biggest thing, Colby, with the Jets is the fact that they play championship defense, which is going to make this um, this situation much more easier to handle. If this was a team with a second-rate defense or a defense that um, was spotty at best, now all of a sudden the offense has that much pressure put upon it and Wilson has that much more pressure put upon him to try to go out and perform. But when you watch what this this team does and you watch what they have defensively, um, it takes a ton of stress off of that offense. And, you know, it's almost like they're probably sitting there in the room saying, hey, we know if we score this many points, and it's not a huge amount of points, uh, we're going to be okay because our defense isn't going to fold. So I think that that's probably – when you look at this thing, what is the one thing that they try to go to to maybe make this, you know, just worst case scenario, worst thing possible that could happen um, better for them. It's that they know they are good and they don't have to try to go out there and be the greatest show on turf or they don't have to go out there and try to be the Kansas city chiefs. Stay out of your own way, make the plays that are there, score enough points to let those let those cats on the other side of the ball go eat because that's a special group the big o is with us here on the blitz 1170 so we you had sent me a text last night and i I know that we've talked about this in the past i'm i'm all in favor of letting a guy be who he is and operate the way that he can operate um, to take the team to the biggest potential that they have or try to get them to a certain destination. But why, when I watch Buffalo and I watch Josh Allen, that I still feel like that there are times in which um, one ball security, but man, how many times, and it's, it's not anything new, but how many years in the league does it take for a guy to understand um, bro, like get out of bounds. Like he takes you so much more extra, Jerry, than what is even necessary at that point. And it it's got to be frustrating to watch, just with uh, situations that you find yourself in. In and especially if you're a fan of that team, I just don't know at what point is he going to get it, or if he ever will. I think that. Josh needed to hit rock bottom, and I think last night was probably rock bottom for him. Um, you know, I said it last night to – I put it out there. You know, sometimes I wish Superman would just be Clark Kent. Um, and <laughs> that's how I feel about him. Clark Kent is, is enough. We don't need Superman all the time. Um, 
and I don't know what it is in his personality if he if he thinks he's bulletproof. Um, you know, one of my problems, and you know, I've said this a million times um, since his since his rookie year in the league, nobody's turned the ball over more than him. I mean, he's got 84 turnovers in his career, his short career in the NFL, 84. And you have to keep, you have to protect the football. It's one of the, it's if not the top thing as far as in the formula to win games, it's right there. And I think the deal with Josh, and I heard an interesting take today, and it, and it, it resonates a little bit, and I think it makes sense. It was almost as if the Jets were allowing him to have the dinks and the dunks and the short passes, knowing that at some point Superman would get frustrated and try to throw the home run ball down the middle on the post. And I'll be damned if it didn't happen. You know, Diggs last night had over 100 yards receiving. He had 10 receptions and a touchdown. And none of his receptions, I believe, were over 30 yards or 25 yards. I mean, they were all short throws. If you looked at the coverage that Sauce Gardner gave last night, one of the first times I've seen in his short career, he gave Diggs a ton of respect. He gave him space. He wasn't handsy with him. And he almost allowed him to catch a short pass, get him on the ground. To get a first down or two, that's okay. We're not going to give up the big play. And I think that Jets defense, you know, it almost like they played that way. Our front's going to get there if we just go ahead and be patient and we cover enough, meaning we don't give up the big plays. We don't get up there and, and, and try to press man and fall down and let people run free. If we do this, we will frustrate 17. And it's exactly what happened. The other thing you brought up is, the just insistence to not slide, it's going. It's it's eventually going to come back to bite them. Um, I don't care how big and physical and strong you are, because I'm and I'm not one that says don't don't run, Josh. I mean, personally, I believe Josh Allen's the best running back we have on the team. But he has got to learn to take care of himself, take care of the football, and and I don't know what it is about the Jets. And he just seems – because this offseason was puzzling to me. I felt they needed to get better at tackle. They didn't do anything at tackle, but they went out and they got McGovern at guard. They draft Torrance in the second round to start at guard. They keep Morse when he could have been a cap casualty. They kept him around for continuity and leadership. They seem to have strengthened the inside part of that, that offensive line, or tried to anyway, because Josh just freaks out at pressure up the middle. Outside pressures, he seems to be fine with. Inside pressure, because you heard Troy Aikman say it last night in the telecast, he will drop his eyes. He will look at it. And that pressure, the, the, the combination of the two, the pressure up the middle and the just being frustrated with not being able to make the big play downfield, you know, just, just totally took him out of his game. And, again, just tremendous job by the Jets, a tremendous job with their game plan, just making the Bills have to be patient, knowing that 17 can't, and he, he showed himself again last night. 
completely different sports, but it kind of reminds me of like the evolution or or maybe the non-evolution of Russell Westbrook where you know, early in his career, you see all these athletic gifts and things that he's capable of doing, and you live with the bad stuff because you know all the good stuff he can do, and you assume that the the IQ and the bad stuff is going to go away as he matures as a player. And then at some point, you kind of reach this crossroads, and you're like, well, apparently that's never going to catch up. It's always going to be the good and the bad. And this kind of feels like we're at that crossroads now with Josh Allen where, you know, it's it's now or never if you're going to fix the, you know, the mistake side of of mm-hmm. – all of the things you're able to do. You're right. And what happened to Russell Westbrook eventually in his career that now I believe I finally saw it last night uh, with Josh Allen in his career, and that was he started getting publicly ridiculed by fan bases and fans that have finally had enough. You know, at one time, Russell could do no wrong. I mean, it was the most maddening thing about Oklahoma City basketball. I mean, those guys could do whatever, and the fan base would make excuse after excuse after excuse. They'd always find one scapegoat. It was Perk for a while. Then it was whoever else. Um, they're always going to find somebody to blame because it's not the superstars. And I think Buffalo was in that same, that same category in the fact that they had a 17-year drought. They played horrible football for 17 years, and they draft a kid out of Wyoming, and all of a sudden, they finally got their guy. And I love Bill's Mafia to death. It's it's an unbelievable fan base. But the accountability for Josh Allen and his careless poor play has not been there. Last night, I saw it, and it came out in a big way, and it wasn't good. And it wasn't just from the fan base, it was also from the head coach. And while McDermott is not a grandstander or one to really rip um, a player in public, he definitely let it be known that they had talked about protecting the football and was not happy that that did not happen last night. So I think this is going to be a big turning point for for Josh Allen. They seem, you know, a lot of people felt they missed their window to go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, everybody still, I still think it's a good football team. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that we're pampering the players in the preseason now. We're not allowed to do any too many OTAs where you get turned in and you get fined. We took a, pre, we took a preseason game out because we have a 17. That's fine. Well, that means you better play your guys more in three. We won't do that. We've got to protect them. And you saw probably the worst opening week of football in the NFL in the history of the league this past week. It was absolutely atrocious. Horrible football by the best teams, quote-unquote, supposedly, in the league. And I know they're pros. I know they make a lot of money. You know, you've got to practice with a purpose, and you got to you got to put guys in situations and get them going because the way things are going now, the OTAs and the opportunities to do these things are getting shorter and shorter. You've got to be strategic in how these guys get time in the preseason, and I think that showed this first week that there's a lot of a lot of star players that looked really rusty and not very good because they haven't done much in the preseason. 
Well, I think the level of football that you saw maybe speaks a little bit to the fact that this weekend, you know, we had 10 road teams win this weekend. 10. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild to think that 10 teams went on the road in opening weekend and found a way to win on the road. And it also doesn't shock me that went out and had some really big wins teams that do two things. Hellacious defense, and they put a onus upon running the football. Yeah. That does not shock me either. You look at the San Francisco 49ers and what they did. After the preseason, I watched Pittsburgh, and I was like, I was like, damn, they, they look really good. I mean, Pittsburgh was one of my sneaky teams to be a high seed in the playoffs. And then they got to play San Fran and just absolutely got choked out. You look at what the Cowboys did to the Giants, and while I still don't think that the Cowboys' offense is just amazing, I mean, it's good, and I do like Dak. I, I don't think that Dak is treated But you look at that defense, and you watch Micah Parsons, and you tell me that's not a championship-level defense, my Lord. I mean – those guys are headhunters. And you look at all these teams, the Browns, okay, all these teams that that played Detroit, they play solid defense. They run the football. They protect the football. And I know we're in an era of football nowadays where you can't touch people, and it's all about how many guys you can line up outside the box. But – formula that's been successful for years and years and years and they're having success with it now in 2023 we were throwing around the names as possibilities for the jets to go uh look for a quarterback anybody stand out to you in terms of even just being a decent band-aid for their hopes of of uh doing anything this year if zach wilson plays the way he played last night why do they got to go get somebody that's that's my opinion. I think the biggest thing that's going to happen out of this, I'll be curious to see. Now, obviously, he's going to be on crutches for a while, and he's going to he's going to have to limit his standing on the sideline time. But I would imagine at the facility, um, the quarterback coach for the Jets is it Hackett, or do they have another quarterback coach? Mm, yeah, I think it is Hackett. Hackett, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Well, Hackett's going to have the probably the best. Uh, GA assistant quarterback coach in the history of football the rest of the season, because I really do believe, and I, you know, and granted hard knocks will make you something's going on when it's not the way they can cut and edit and film and put sound together. But I truly do believe that the Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers relationship was, was great for Zach Wilson. I didn't see him flinch last night. I didn't see the quarterback from the year before last night. I mean, I saw a kid that was calm, that made plays. I don't see why you, you need to go out and get somebody. Now, granted, you probably need to get a solid backup in case he gets hurt or, or you know, whatever. But I don't, think, I don't think that there's a magical vet out there like we're going to go sign Colt McCoy or we're going to go sign – to bring in now they might I mean they might want a veteran presence um they do have a kid on the practice squad that was with them in the preseason but I didn't see Hackett 
change the playbook last night. I mean, to me, it looked like the same stuff they've been doing. And um, I don't know. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is the the maturation process that Wilson needed to become, you know, to get him online with where he uh, hopefully wants to be. He definitely looked much more mature to me last night than the guy that was playing in the in the uh, in the blue uniform. Rob Calabrese is technically their quarterback coach, but I mean, come on, we we all know that Aaron Rodgers is going to take a heavy hand in this moving forward there inside of the uh, facility. Oh, we're up against it, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. I'll chat with you coming up a little bit later tonight, man, but always appreciate your time. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. That's the big O of Jerry Ostrowski joining us here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Don't forget the 17th annual Wolfstock presented by Mattress Firm is Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. over the Jinx River Walk. Pet adoptions with agencies, pet vendors, kid zones, and more. Free to attend, and it's sponsored by Window World of Tulsa. We'll take a time out and come back with more next here on the Blitz. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.